أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In the name of God the compassionate the merciful Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This is Amini Swedi and you're listening to the Murid Talks podcast Welcome back everyone to another solo episode of the podcast. And in the last two episodes, we have been exploring what one might identify as traditional cosmology, which necessitates us to dive into a more traditional understanding of ontology, of being. In episode 22, we looked at the ineffable, non-delimited, unconditioned, infinite absolute reality which is one unique ahad or non-dual advaita. In this level, if we can even use such a word because there are no levels to speak of really, as there is no distinction whatsoever, the ineffable can only be spoken of in apophasis, negative statements, as any positive statement is a determination And so traditionally, the supreme reality is even spoken of to be beyond being. Again, being is already a determination, the determination of being. So, the supreme reality is here identified as non-being. For the lack of any better term, the only other option being that of absolute silence. This State of reality is expressed in Buddhism as shunyata, translated as void, where all is in undifferentiated mode, which could be equated with the darkness at the beginning of Genesis. We then proceeded in episode 23 to speak of the first determination, which is expressed in the various traditions as being the supreme reality's determination of itself. It is usually symbolized by the fiat locks, the logos, the first intellect, Ishvara, or the pen. This is the state of being where we can begin to speak of something, and we can simply put it in a statement as being is. It is important to note that being is the principle of all but remains in itself non-manifest as the absolute determination of non-being. We can simply say that we cannot point towards being as a separate entity, but only intuit it. From being, which is the first determination, we move to the station of the second determination. And that will be the focus of this episode. Now, even though being is considered to be the principle of all, it still remains undifferentiated. It is the station of unity. From it is determined the principle of multiplicity, which is the second determination. This is expressed in Islamic tradition as the sacred tablet, which is principiated from being, or the pen, and on which everything is written by that pen. So, even though the tablet or second determination is one in itself, it acts as the principle of multiplicity, 
It is the second intellect which at once reveres the first intellect and by default the supreme reality, yet at the same time contemplates or principiates multiplicity. The realities of all things derive from the second intellect. It is at this level where we can begin to talk about attributes, names, relationships, as all these are contemplated once multiplicity is in question. At this level, we can speak of God as Lord, as this already entails contemplation of a slave. Creator, as this entails creation, albeit in non-manifest mode. The second intellect contemplates what Ibn Arabi and the Sufi masters call Ayan Thabita, translated as immutable entities. This term denotes the immutable, unchanging realities of all things as known by the divine reality in eternity, as it is expressed in the Islamic tradition that everything is written eternally in the sacred preserved tablet, Allah al-Mahfuz. So we could symbolically express the tablet as that which contains all the contents of divine knowledge as dictated by the pen which is the first intellect. According to the Neoplatonic tradition, it is from this level that the cosmos is manifested. This state of being is also identified as the universal soul. It could also be identified as the Holy Spirit as known in Christianity, which proceeds eternally from the divine Godhead. The Holy Spirit is identified with divine revelation, knowledge, strength, and guidance. The prophets, sages, and saints, realizing it, receive the knowledge as preserved in the sacred tablet. It is this which manifests as holy scripture. So, the various holy scriptures are temporal manifestations of the knowledge preserved in the sacred tablet. The Holy Spirit is also manifested or personified as the Archangel Gabriel who acted as the communicator of divine knowledge to the prophets and messengers, as well as the great saints within the Abrahamic traditions. But it is important to note that the Holy Spirit as the second intellect or universal soul transcends the personification of the archangel, the angel being a symbol of this divine principle within the angelic realm. The second intellect, or determination, is also expressed in the Hindu tradition as Prakriti. Prakriti can be translated into many terms, such as universal substance, universal potency, or as the feminine aspect of reality. It is usually complemented with Purusha, which is viewed as the masculine aspect, and from these two, all things are manifested. The action of Purusha and Prakriti, the masculine and the feminine aspects, can be symbolized as the action of a father and a mother. From the seed planted by the father, the mother brings the child from potency to act, or we could say from the non-manifest to the manifest. This resembles the act of the pen on the sacred tablet. Here, the pen representing the masculine aspect and the tablet representing the feminine. 
The pen writes as the tablet receives and holds all the content of knowledge similar to how the mother holds the child. So we could say that the first and second determinations represent the primal duality, the masculine and feminine aspects of the divine, the two poles of reality. Before we close this episode, it is important to know that even though we speak of the ineffable, the first intellect and the second intellect as three stations or levels, it is important to put caution that we are not speaking of three separate entities or beings, but one supreme reality, one supreme essence. The first and second intellect, and by default, all that principiates from them, which is the whole cosmos, are determinations in hierarchical mode of the supreme ineffable non-being, which remains in itself non-manifest, unconditioned, undetermined, simple. The first and second intellect are none other than the divine reality and are found within divine unity or the divine essence. The best analogy is to think of knowledge of the self. The knower is the self, the known is the self, and the knowledge is the self. It is only when the determination through knowledge, and in the case of the divine through being, which is one with knowledge, that the self is considered in a triune way. The knower, which is the supreme godhead, the known, the first intellect, and knowledge, or the contents of self-knowledge, as preserved in the second intellect or universal soul. But ultimately the self is one in being and knowledge, which are not separate, but only so in expression, especially when discussing divine being. So in the case of divine being, being and knowledge are one. The self remains utterly non-manifest, but in, and is manifested through the contents of its own knowledge of itself. So, the cosmos, which is the manifestation of all that is, is none other than God's knowledge of himself. And it is because of this that we can speak of the ineffable as infinite absolute, as it has no limit in being and knowledge. Nothing is found outside of it. There is no change in its reality due to its perfection, non-dual, as speaking of any other entails distinction or separation, and this entails delimitation, as the other by its very meaning entails duality, and duality entails limitation. I will close this episode with a very common term in Sufi thought, usually attributed to Ibn Arabi, but not unique to him. The concept of Wahdat al-Wujud the unity of being. The term wujud is here translated as being, and viewed within the Sufi tradition, being is one, in unity, and God is identified with this unity. God is the unity of being. But wujud could also mean finding, and so we could say that wahdatul wujud also expresses that all that is, is found in being or reality. And so every manifestation is God's finding or witnessing of the reality as found in itself knowledge. 
I'd love to end here, my friends. And I pray that God helps us realize these principles, these great, profound states of being. And until next time, my friends, I bid you farewell and a lovely day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.